The biggest sports show for your Saturday morning is back for 2022. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark and Sarah Marie as they talk all things sport and tackle the big topics. So how do you eat your salami? What's the pasty that you'd lean towards most of the time? But I would like to know, what is your favourite donut? Well, I actually asked that of you. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. A very good morning. <laughs> it is Joey Jay and Sarah Marie. Thank you so much for allowing me to jump on board, oh, guys. Oh, we love having Hello, you. Sarah Marie. Uh, Sarah Marie, now as you've already experienced, I'm prone to the occasional stuff up. So I am desperately going to rely on you uh, this year. But it's certainly uh, fantastic to have you as part of the team this year with uh, Joey and myself. Because sometimes we go a little bit uh, rogue, uh, Joey, at times. So we need some 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 coaching. We do, need, we do need a professional here to steer the ship, Sarah Marie. So we're very lucky to have you, of course. A lot of listeners will hear that familiar voice because you're 12 till 3 weekdays mm-hmm. at Triple M. But uh, unfortunately, Emma Friedman couldn't do it this year. She's gone on to bigger and better things. Yeah. She's been dominating the Winter Olympics. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She's got job. the racing at Channel 7. And so yep. uh, she's not with us, but we're very, very pleased to have you, Sarah Marie. Looking forward to a big year. We can't wait. And I hope that we can also touch base with Emma throughout the year. I believe yes. there's quite a few people who'll be hanging around for some tips. Yes, we've got to Gilbert Gardner, the chief racing rider, up today because it is a big day at Flemington. So we're certainly looking forward to that. But just on that little sting before, Sarah Marie, well, we just don't just do food. I mean, Joey eats a lot of it, <laughs> we, we so do. it's sort of a, a real <laughs> hitting zone for him. But we are a sports show. So if you heard that and thinking that we're about to do MasterChef, <laughs> uh, you know, just relax easy. We've got heaps of footy on the agenda today, Joey. Yeah, we do. A little bit of cricket as well. But uh, what we're going to do, we've we just got to get find out a little bit more about Sarah Marie after this. Yes. We want to know a little bit about you because we do yes. are prone to what do we, we like having a drink? We like a bit of sport. Yeah, we know you're in that category as well, Sam. Yep. So we'll get to know a little bit about you next. Okay. I'm scared. Just a little bit. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Sarah Marie, uh, new to the show. Can't wait to have you all year. Looking forward to it. But we need to get to know you a little bit more because we are a sports show, a lot of footy. First of all, you've got to start it. Who do you barrack for? Richmond. Tigers. Mm. Absolutely, through and through. I will say that I think I was about five or six years old that I tried to defer to Essendon because one of my brothers and sisters yep. barracked for them as well. But, geez, am I glad that I stayed true <laughs> to the yellow <laughs> uh, Good call. The Tigers got to uh, try and jump back in there. What about your music taste? I'm a big Chili, uh, chili Peppers fan, like the Foo Fighters, the Killers, that sort of stuff. Where do you sit with your music? I'm gen- like genuinely everything. Are yep. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yep. I grew up listening to Roy Orbison and Elvis, Dad's Obsessed, and Mum would be pumping Bee Gees and, and listening to like ELO, Super Tramp, Aussie Crawl, Oils, ACDC, Cold Chisel. Everything. Lots of Aussie rock, like a lot of Aussie rock. And we genuinely always had Triple M on. So, yeah. and my family are furious that I work here because it means that they can't win anything. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the decent yeah, That's true. That's they true. hate it. Uh, no prizes. So, uh, well, you, you get to know, know us a little bit uh, more, Joey, and uh, Sarah Marie, in particular, Joey's inability to, to sort of do anything handyman terms around around the house. He sort of he gets his neighbour to mow the front lawn. He sort of can't, hey, he, got, he, excuse he, me. he sort of can't fix anything. No, I've got big news for you. What's happening? You'll be so proud of me. What? I bought my first lawnmower. Did you yes. Know? Is it a petrol lawnmower? Lawnmower or an electric no, lawnmower? Petrol, petrol, petrol lawnmower. Okay. Because oh, cool. as we said, when I previously lived, I only had a nature strip, and my seventy-five-year-old neighbour Sue, my next-door neighbour, she used to mow the nature strip for me. Thank I you, Sue. I love that. And then we moved, and we've now got a backyard and a front yard, and we've actually got some lawn, and we had the gardener for a little bit, but. We felt a little bit guilty, so we finally bought a lawnmower. Fantastic! Yeah. So you're been... finally mowing your own lawns. Well, I'm not mowing the lawn oh. because Aaron 
my wife is the one that mows the lawn. Oh, no. Oh, wait, so you bought the lawnmower? She, no, she she bought the lawnmower. God bless you. She wanted to use it. She enjoys mowing the lawn, so oh, I don't want to yes. take it away from her. And so I, she mows the lawn. That's extraordinary. Uh, we need to talk to her about this. I did hear a juicy rumour about you, and we haven't discussed this yet, Joey, and oh. I want to go with this now, Sarah oh, Marie. Oh, I did, because he's so fantastic with his footy expertise and anal- analysts, and, and he's all over the latest trends. Now, I heard hey. Sarah Marie yeah. in that after a, a show late last Last year, an AFL club was so enamoured with what he brought to the table on Dead Set Legends, they tried to poach him, and that there was a serious offer to join an AFL club's coaching <laughs> yeah. staff. Joey, now I've been frustrated by the fact I can't work out who. I think you know, you're a big St Kilda man, obviously played there, graded the club. Geelong went through some coaching change. Is it true, Joey, that an AFL club uh, uh, was so impressed with your stuff on Dead Set Legends they tried to poach you? Don't true or not? Try and clickbait this show. It was <laughs> there was maybe. A question asking, you yes. know, what you're doing next year. Are you going to stick to media or do you, would you like to come into coaching? It was a very general question. It wasn't a. They uh, asked a you bit, to come in. Oh, please. I would not want to be an assistant coach. No way. What they, about just some contract work, you know, just popping in every now and then? Consulting. Uh, I, no, yeah. That's right. I do a little bit of that. Do a little bit for Freeman. I'll help them out with a little bit. But no, I wasn't going to go into club land and do any coach. I have too much fun with you oh, on a yeah. Saturday morning, JD. I'm, I'm surprised you to, stayed to want to go honest. into club land. What about, how was your summer? You uh, always get up to something interesting. Yeah, bit of COVID stuff with the kids, obviously. <laughs> that was fun. Not what I was expecting. Um, but we did manage to go camping uh, down at Wye River, which was beautiful. But I'm not sure if you've seen Point Break. You know the 50-year storm down at Bells mm-hmm. Beach, which wiped out by Bodie, I think the character's called Patrick Swayze. We got caught in that down in Wye River. So if you can you can picture me sort of desperately hanging onto a tarp, <laughs> just sort of threatening to blow away. Somehow we kept the kids sort of somewhat dry. But at one point, we did start talking about whether we should go to the lawn mentor and just leave all our stuff there uh, due to all the uh, – like it rained sideways, Joey, for four hours. Heavy. Like it was a – you know that you look yeah, at the okay. um, yeah. the storm charts and you see yeah. like the black, the red and the black. Mm. That descended upon Wye River like for the first time in half a century. Right. Was yeah. that over New Year's Eve? Was that when the, like the whole east coast of Australia just got belted? Yeah, early January. Yeah, but um, – yeah, it was interesting. Hey, it was Sarah, interesting the other time. question would because Jay Z and I, we must admit, he's all very excited today. But mm. partial to a beer, we don't mind having a, a bit of a drink. Occasionally, mm-hmm. we can come in a little bit dusty if we've had a few. I've on been a, warned. On a Friday, our wonderful producer George has always got the water ready to go. <laughs> so no judgment. But you enjoy a drop. Do you, what's your favourite drink? Do you have a drink? Mm. Oh, I was having one of those vodka sodas yesterday where you pretend that you're being nicer on the baseline. <laughs> Looking after the body. Mm. I'm packing house at the moment. It's awful. Yeah. So one of those or a furfy. Because you'll hear Jay-Z talk about the uh, Shiraz, the uh, Shiraz. Shiraz. The Shiraz, um, <laughs> the four pillars. Oh, the gin? The gin. That's gin, Joey. Sorry, the gin. The sh- <laughs> no, I meant the Shiraz gin. Oh, Shiraz gin. The Shiraz gin. Yeah, so telltale sign, if Joey comes in with a burger and a bottle of Gatorade, <laughs> okay. that's when we know you and I are going to do the, a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a bit of that this year. Well, I'm very excited to be jumping on board. Yep. Again, thank you so much, guys. I cannot wait. And we will be jumping straight in because next we're going to be chatting about some of the injuries that have happened to some big players and the season hasn't even started. We'll get Get to that next. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Dead Set Legends. Triple M. Joey, Jay-Z and Sarah Marie. Can you imagine Joey's joy at being surrounded by a man? What do you think of this, Joey? What do you think of that, Joey? Here's the player, isn't he, Joey? Triple M's Dead Set Legends. 
the countdown is on for the men's season to kick off. And it's been, what, the last week we've had some big names go down for Gold Coast and Essendon. Yeah, clubs always this time of the year, don't they, Joey and Samarie? Just want to get through unscathed, particularly these next phase of practice of practice matches. But there have been some big names go down. And, and uh, Ben King at the Gold Coast is going to be someone we're going to talk a lot about this year, I, I suspect, Joey. Down with that ACL, it was an absolute devastating blow. Uh, Gold Coast already favourite for the wooden spoon. So that's how big an impact it has uh, on the Suns. Also, Sam Walsh at Carlton. I mean, uh, their best player, their best midfielder, out with probably two months um, with that ankle injury, the syndesmosis. Jeremy, how last night, uh, Joey, a bit of a groin tweak in the Pies uh, intra club. So that's a, he's a key player for them, and that is a huge blow. They don't have the depth of the Pies. Aaron Hall, hamstring uh, at North Melbourne. He's probably fringe anyway. Mitch Duncan's got a calf issue and may not be starting early in the season. So that's a big one uh, to watch. And Oscar Allen, just a huge foot problem at West Coast. A lot of people got the slows um, on the uh, Eagles, Joey. And Jake Stringer. Now, for me, um, with this groin problem, he's not going to play any preseason games. He's in a race for round one. That is the Essendon, the makeup of the Essendon forward line, Harry Jones, is only starting his preseason. And now Cale Hooker's retired. Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, is months away at best. Joey Sarah-Marie. So that takes away three of Essendon's top goal kickers this year. Everyone's expecting the Bombers to take another step up, belted by the Bulldogs in the final, Joey. How are they going to set up in that forward line, do you think? Because I I haven't got them as a lock in the eight this year. No, you don't have them as a lock. No. You think there's still some question marks. Yeah, look, <laughs> particularly early, tougher draw. Yeah. Oh, look, they've done a lot. You've got to presume Stringer hopefully is available for round one. But the question is, can Stringer back up his season last year? I yep. thought he was phenomenal last season. I thought he was a top 10 player in the comp. Staggerty didn't make the All-Australian team. I mean, 40-odd goals, you know, going into the midfield, averaging four and, four and a bit clearances. Tip and Woody's going to be a blow. Do you think we will see Tip and Woody again in Essendon Colours? I think he could definitely come back. I just think with his conditioning at the moment, so he's had a calf issue. He's got the personal problems. He was um, uh, training and was spotted at the club this week. Watched intra-club news. is great, but he's months away. Right. This yeah. is around 12 at, at best yeah. before he gets that running power back. But just when you look at that Essendon forward yeah, line. Harry Aaron, Jones, I mean, Harry Jones is one that needs some pre-season. He's still a young he's, – he's highly talented. He's yep. going to be a beauty, but still needs to fill out. You would think – would have liked to have had a full pre-season to give him a chance – then it leaves a lot to Peter Wright, doesn't it? Yep. So Aaron there are Francis. some question marks. Aaron France has been training forward. I believe Nick Cox has been maybe playing a bit more up forward as well. So it's going to be a bit of a makeshift forward yep. line. But I think the way Essendon play, they're not a team that rely on someone kicking 50, 60 goals. They are – think of Richmond back in 2017. The yeah. Smalls, they Sharing all the share the load. Yeah. All kick, if they can all kick 20 goals, if Dylan Shield can kick 20 goals as a half forward, Devin Smith can kick 20. I'd love to see the midfielders kick more goals. I think McGrath, Merritt, Parrish – they need to find um, ways to hit the scoreboard more often. I love the way Essendon are building. They did a lot right last year. They're still a very young list and a work in progress. But Jake Stringer, a big watch, because I, I think he's now one of the, he's in the echelon of one of the elite players of the competition. Hopefully, he can stay fit and healthy because he's a star. I watched their intra-club this week. One of the big positional moves of the preseason, Zach Merritt and Andrew McGrath rotating off that halfback flank. Now, Zach Merritt, one of the best midfielders in the competition, coming off halfback, uh, they've got, I mean, just midfield riches. Darcy Parrish is brilliant. Jai Caldwell is going to make a big difference Ben Hobbs could play early in the season as well. So that's what I like about yep. the, the Essendon midfield. It's a bit like Melbourne. You know, Brayshaw goes to a wing. Yep. Harms move to half forward. Salem moves to half back. If you've, got, forward. if you've got heaps of midfielders, yep. they can all fill the spot. So just back to Ben King. Yes. There's going to be a lot of chatting. We're now going to chat some trade news later. Yes. Do you think he will play for the Gold Coast Suns again? I tell you what, when he went down, I thought, right, inevitable dollar one going, right? But yep. this week, making some calls in it... Oh. I am finding that 
possibly we're underestimating the bond that some of those Gold Coast players. So King, Rao, Charlie Ballard, Jack Lacocious, they are Tuke Miller. They are quite tight there. Okay. And so the feeling I can tell you, the feeling amongst the Suns players is that actually he's quite determined to build something special and, and stay. Now, that's amongst his peers. So that's the vibe that they get at Gold Coast. And you speak to them, there's a very handsome deal on the table as we speak. I must admit... My gut feel says that he's going to come to a big Melbourne club like Tom Lynch did. But this week, making the calls up there in Queensland, they're much more confident and buoyant. Now, what would be the best fit for him in Melbourne? Joey, who, who do you think would be the best landing spot? We, I think, is the club we just mentioned, Essendon. Oh, for sure. They're, they're crying out for a prime yep. key forward. He fits the age profile and he'd be a perfect acquisition. Yeah, spot on. Bombers would love to get Ben King, and I'm sure St Kilda are. A lot of other clubs that make big offers. They're, they're just a sit-and-watch Gold yeah. Coast because they don't, Ben King doesn't need to make any decisions. Now that he's not playing, there is a bit of pressure off him. He doesn't have to make any decisions soon. Yep. He can sit back, see how the team's tracking. Potentially, you know, let's talk about Stewie Jew and the coaching situations, the, the, the shadow of Clarko starting yep. to loom large at the Gold Coast Suns. So. Yep. It'll be a big story. I'd love for him to stay. I'd love for that group to stay and build something, but we'll just have to watch this. What place. he's not going to do, Sam Marie, is make that commitment or that sign, I don't think, before we the season starts. Doesn't to need play to out. at all. Because Absolutely. it could be a quite a tumultuous season for the Gold Coast. I think he just sits back for now. We've got some more insights coming up from you a little bit later on this morning. The Dead Set Legends. Put that in the book. Saturday scoreboard. Saturday scoreboard. We'll take a look at some other sports around the country and around the world. Of course, last night, and we are going to chat to Cal Ferguson, so I won't steal his thunder, but Australia did beat Sri Lanka by six wickets. They've uh, four up in the four zip up in that uh, T20 series. The NBL, which I'm a big fan of. I enjoy watching the NBL. Melbourne United defeated the Phoenix a couple of nights ago. They sit on top of the ladder, Melbourne United. Again, of course, they won it last year. The Perth Wildcats, as usual. Jay-Z are up there. Yep. And the Phoenix sit third, so the two Melbourne sides at the moment are sitting inside the top three. The NBA, we follow the basketball, been plenty happening over the the last couple of weeks. Of course, the big one was the Ben Simmons trade now gone over to the Brooklyn Nets to join Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Not not the three most popular players in the NBA, I must admit. Whoa, 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 KD. You you a KD fan? You chill out there, mate. Come on, he's My got a burner account. Listening to this, <laughs> and a... he's going to be absolutely livid with you. He's a good player. But he's got a burner account. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, KD. <laughs> well, can I ask you, Joey? Right? Who who's the biggest winner from that deal? Simmons to the Nets or Harden to the 76ers? It's a hard. We're going to see how it plays out. I I like now the Harden Embiid combination. Do at you? Feel it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Okay. I think that'll work work awesome. So looking forward can to I, seeing. In, in Ben Simmons' defence, he adds. A, a defensive aspect to a team. With, they don't have that. Yes. He's an elite defender, Ben mm, Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's got the shooting downfalls, etc. and he's at, he's at his issues, but he is a first-team defender. And it's a team with uh, Kyrie and KD that, that they need that. They do indeed. Paddy Mills yeah. there as well, draining the three. So You're we'll keep an eye on the NBA and uh, and we'll, we'll chat to someone in coming weeks. Hey, the AFLW ramping up. We're into round seven, so we're getting towards the business end. Last night, the Bulldogs defeated Geelong by 12 points. This afternoon, Carlton take on the Saints at Icon Park. The big four at the moment look like the only four I think can win, to be honest. Uh, Adelaide, Fremantle, Brisbane are probably the big three. So the yeah. interstate sides are the big three. They've and then North Melbourne and Melbourne form. are thereabouts. But I think the interstate teams have just got the wood on the Melbourne sides this season. Well, Brisbane have been holding great form for, I mean, this is the second season in a row. Yeah. They, when you start the season for the women, they are the team to beat. They, they really are. You yeah. keep underrating them but they because they don't have the big names at some of the other yeah. clubs, but they keep winning. I'll who's, tell you what. Who's best placed? Is it the Lions? Who's, who's your uh, tips? I think Ray? Adelaide and Fremantle, for me, is the best placed. Lions definitely dropped off as the season has gone on, but 
they play really well. They don't have the big names, but I, I don't know if that's just because AFLW just feels bigger here in Melbourne as well. And so you've probably got better players with bigger names going to particular clubs. I mean, we see that with the men too. They mm. want to come here to Melbourne. They want to play for the Melbourne team. I think there's a bit of that that might happen with it, but yeah. And just lastly, some news, Jay-Z, and I wouldn't mind getting someone on in a couple of weeks to talk about this. Have you seen the golf, that there may be a bit of a breakaway Tell me about this. A breakaway league. Um, Greg Norman's backed it. It's a Saudi super golf league, which threatens to split the PGA Tour. So mm-hmm. they're looking to get 20 players to split and play in a pool, $3 billion in the purse, Whoa. potentially. Some massive, massive money. And some of the names that haven't been confirmed, but the suspicion they might actually... Uh, defect Bryson DeChambeau, wow. Dustin Johnson, and our own Adam Scott. So it's massive. We'll try and get some more news on that. There's, there's expected to be an announcement in the coming weeks. Is there going to be a massive fallout if something like this happens? Because wasn't it last year that they tried to do this with the, the soccer? soccer mm-hmm. And the just... It's the, never the, really worked, all these breakaways. Just, like they, they have it, like leagues. the Super Leagues. Like we tried it in Rugby League. It yep. didn't work. The cricket have tried it. So I'm not sure whether it'll work, but gee whiz, the there's a lot of money. The fans went bunter, though. Yeah, Overseas, did. when they tried that with the soccer, they were like, oh, we're so sorry. We're, we will never suggest that ever again. Golf's slightly different, though, because you don't have the fan base. You don't have the supporters yeah. to, to push back on it. So. No, you're right. They don't rock up with flares. Yeah, yeah that's true. It'll be interesting <laughs> yes. to see how it goes. And a golfer's a little bit more individual. It's <laughs> a bit about them. <laughs> me, 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 Hard me. to argue with. Yes. $3 billion is a lot of money, Joe. Yes, it is, JC. Very good. <laughs> Well done. Well, the other thing that we have to cover off, and I'm glad that you didn't steal his thunder, from Triple M Cricket, it is Cal Ferguson. He was at the G last night. Australia hot to trot. It is four zip with the T20s. One more match tomorrow, which you can catch every ball with Australia taking on Sri Lanka here on the M's and also on our listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Thank you. Good to be with you guys. It's a nice little change up for me coming into the Melbourne studio. It was a, another hammering at the G last night though, Jay-Z. Yeah, I must admit, Cal, my interest, and I love cricket. I'm a big cricket fan, but my interest in the T20s, and I just wonder whether the the uh, cricketing community feels the same way. I know we've got a World Cup coming up in less than 12 months' time, but what's it go with the T20s? What was the crowd last night? There was uh, They shut the Southern Stand. There was only 13,000. Are we sort of going to sleep on the T20s? And you know why is what, that? Do you know what the scary thing is? That was the highest attended game for the series. No so way. It's, it's actually embarrassing now. That's terrible and, given uh, that Australia are in such great form as well. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think it's on the back of the fact that there's just been way too much T20 played this summer. Mm. Um, they just haven't got the balance right. You know, I think it was four or five years ago they decided they wanted to play 14 games a team in the Big Bash, and it's just – it has saturated the market. Mm. And, it, and I feel like families are even struggling to get themselves up for another trip into the MCG, another trip into Adelaide Oval for, for a T20 because there's just so much of it. And, mm. and it gets to the point where it's probably quite costly as well. It's not cheap to go to the cricket with the family and buy a bucket of chips and a beer and a, and a couple of softies each. Do you think people are also a little bit out of step with actually going out and getting themselves to matches again? That's a good point. Out of rhythm, yeah. There's there's definitely a, a bit of that to it, I think, um, because it's certainly been unpredictable, I think. No one's really known what's coming up. Um, what are the restrictions going to be? Uh, when am I going to be able to get to the cricket again? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with that unpredictability, I guess you get out of rhythm and, and you don't get 
the chance to plan ahead, and I think that's where a lot of families are struggling. To be honest, I'm going on the races today. Cal could not be more yes. excited. They might <laughs> have to lock me out of the joint at uh, six o'clock today. Hey, can I ask you about Will Pukowski? He's probably been yes. the biggest, one of the biggest cricketing stories in the summer. Now, with, with all these repeated concussions, I just think, and as a father, I think we'll just take a year out, just take some serious time out of the yeah. game and, um, and and reassess stuff. But is there? What about the theory about he might have a deficiency? against the short ball. Is there a confidence issue? Is it a technique thing? I know he got hit by a soccer ball in the end when they were just mucking around, yeah. but is there a short ball issue there for him and what does his future hold? Yeah, having watched him play, I wouldn't have said there's necessarily a huge deficiency in his game. Uh, everyone at different stages gets pinned by a short ball. There's good fast bowlers around the country. We play on bouncy wickets here. That stuff's going to happen. The concern is that there's been the odd glancing blow that uh, a lot of his teammates have talked about, which... Most of us would just brush off and move on to the next delivery. Uh, unfortunately, they're shaking him up a little bit, and it's on, on the back of a bad hitty cop when he was playing footy as a young bloke, and it just sounds like he's got a susceptibility now, which you know, in a game of cricket, when there's a rock-hard ball coming at you at 140, 150 clicks, that's, uh, that's a pretty dangerous scenario in my eyes. I think you're right. He needs a bit of time. He had about 12 months off this time. Geez, I wonder whether it needs to be a bit of a longer stint out of the game. He's young enough to take a couple of years out of the game, see how his body recovers, because at the moment he's he's very susceptible and it, f- it feels dangerous to me. We're talking with Triple M Cricket's Cal Ferguson off the back of Australia's win at the MCG against Sri Lanka last night. And we're getting ready for the next match tomorrow. Five o'clock, you can catch all the action right here and also on our listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. We're obviously feeling pretty confident going into the fifth game. Yeah, look, I'm extremely confident. Uh, <laughs> at the moment, Sri Lanka seem to be able to keep themselves in the contest for about, you know, three quarters of a contest and then the class just stands up for Australia. It happened again last night. I loved the aggressive nature of their fast bowling last night. They mm. went short at Australia. They asked them to take it on. And Australia looked a little bit wobbly there for a little bit, but then I thought Josh Inglis's innings was outstanding. Mm. Young player getting an opportunity to bat in the middle order. It's a tough role, that one. Came out 40 off 20. Just yeah. about put the game to bed. Glenn Maxwell took a back seat to him. It was mm. fantastic to watch. Yeah, it was brilliant to watch, and they should wrap up the Series 5 zip tomorrow. Hey, Dead Set Legends, uh, South Australia now. You're yes. the star of that with Tommy Rockliffe. Yeah, no. How's just, that going? Just a part, bit parts player, but uh, no, certainly enjoying <laughs> it over there. It's, it's been great. Um, we're three, we've had three episodes already. We're, we're flying over there. Um, it's a bit of a running feud with the guys from the rush hour. Going on with uh, Burn, Burn, Jars, uh, Jars and Bluey. Uh, it's been good fun. Uh, Tomo and Rocky are on fire as well. Rocky dropping, dropping bombs left. Dropping bombs, isn't he, early? Right hey. and centre at the moment. Jay-Z, I think you're going to come over the top with some uh, yeah. interesting detail. I thought I was the newsbreaker, and then Tommy mm. Rockliffe is just sort of take, taking my job. We've got a bit more meat to add on the bone of that Alistair Clarkson story, so we might get to that. Uh, Tommy Rockliffe uh, dropping bombs over a there. A little bit. But, Joe, have you ever seen... Um, and this is a line from JB, which he used, which made me, which made me chuckle over some. Have you ever seen Cal Ferguson and Greg Blewett in the same room? Or are they, are they secretly on. the same person? Jeez, you're jumping in on that one too, JB. <laughs> Give us a break. Uh, no, been very good. Love hearing you. We heard you. You dropped the f bomb, didn't you, on the one of the second, second or third show? Uh, second episode up, got dumped. Didn't take long. We're in delay uh, now. Yeah, there's a bit of burn, burn about that. Yeah, Bernie Vince is usually the one they're worried about, and uh, I think Tomo had his hands behind his head. His up on the desk when I dropped that one. So I've never seen a guy move so quickly behind the desk. So it was very uh, funny. Very well. Sure, you can hear them on the listener app if you want to catch up. Just quickly, the next 12 months for Australia. They're going subcontinent, and then we've got a T20 World Cup later in the year. Yeah, Coach. it's an interesting mix, isn't it? Uh, certainly the, the test series to Pakistan's huge. I mean, no one's been there. Australia's 
stepping up to the plate, really, in my eyes. I think it's fantastic. Taking cricket back to the, the cricket fans in Pakistan, it's going to be huge. It's going to attract a lot of eyeballs, which is mm-hmm. great. And then the T20 World Cup, well, we couldn't be more impressive in T20 cricket at the moment. Get excited, Australian fans. It's going to be a big 12 months. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. And I cannot believe that we're about to talk about this. Oh, Jay-Z. Jay-Z reckons that he has got some goss <laughs> when it comes to trade, and the season hasn't yes. even started for boy, the boys. Boy. <laughs> Very good, Sarah Marie. I like that. Look, I think it's interesting. We're always um, keeping an eye on the free agency uh, market, and there wasn't a lot of player movement last year, Joey and Sam Marie. I think that will change this year. Clubs will have more cash in their bank that they didn't have last year. Mm. So last year it was like Sam Petrescu Seaton was the, the big move or or one of the big moves. I mean, Adam Cherry coming to Carlton. But apart from that, it was pretty snoozy, if you know what I mean. I think that'll change this year. And the intrigue for me already um, is at two clubs. It's Tim English's future at the Western Bulldogs and the question mark there. And also Angus Brayshaw at Melbourne. Now, we know how well he played in the grand final, that he was been very selfless and committed and, and, and been on the wing and essentially taken a hit, really, for the whole team. Because as a as a star, as a, as a junior Joey, he was taken pick number three as one of the best on-ballers in the country. He was prolific and he was a ball magnet. Now in this Premiership Melbourne unit, he's out in the wing doing a lot of defensive running, which you know, Camden McIntosh does it at uh, Richmond, for uh, for example. So I can tell you that um, he's put off his contract negotiations. Melbourne have tried to re-sign him. They've started talks. He said, no, hold off. Now, what that does is drum up the interest across the competition. Every list manager in the league puts a circle around Angus Brayshaw's name, writes next to it, watch. They're going to see how it goes over the next few months if he doesn't sign and maybe um, have a go at Angus Brayshaw at Melbourne. He's got a way up. The premiership window. Money over success. Because Melbourne is right in the thick of something. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think we spoke about this last season. If I'm Angus Brayshaw, uh, success is way more important than earning a a little bit extra money to go to another club. So uh, I think with that group we've already spoken about, I can't see him leaving. I know that he probably will get maybe unders at what he could get at another club, but that's just the way it works. If you want to stay at a successful team, a team that's winning, and you've got to pay other high-profile players and better players – that's the way it is, but I think, look, for Brayshaw, he'll he'll think about it, he'll assess his options, but if I was advising him, I'd be saying, do you want to build something really special with yeah. the group you've currently got, the group you've grown up with, the group you've been through some shocking hard times, enjoy it, lap it up, win a few extra premierships and, and don't worry about it. So there it is, look, he is one of the free agents. There's a few free agents out there. This year's a pretty good crop at the moment, isn't yep. it, the free agency list, uh, the free agency market. So he's certainly one of many. I think uh, all eyes are on the Bulldogs to see who's the number one ruckman because Tim English, we've been saying, he's uh, he, he hasn't been favoured by the coach Luke Beveridge as the number one ruckman. He's been playing more as a forward. Now, if he doesn't re-enter that, that, that doesn't re- lead the ruck division this year, I think West Coast are going to have a really big uh, look at him. I think that's quite obvious. And the other one is Jordan Degoe. Um, Joey, and we, we spoke about him a lot last year. Do you think his cards are marked at Collingwood? No, I don't. No, absolutely not. I I think, look, we know he's had his off-field issues. Uh, he's a highly talented player, though, I think, and he's a very, very good player. You know, that last season, mm. there are only four players in the competition at Ceremony that averaged 20 disposals and a goal a game. Dustin Martin, Christian Petrarca, Marcus Bontempelli, and Jordan Degoe. Yeah. Right. These players do not grow on trees. I know he's got his issues, but if I was Collingwood, I'd be wanting to keep him. And if I was another club, I'd be seriously considering throwing big money at him. He is the exact prototype. The players I just mentioned, 
of the players that are contested ball clearance beasts that can play in the front half and kick goals. They are the match winners. They are the best players in the competition. Dugowie's got that capability. And I think it's been unfair how people have assessed his football. Like he's had some very good seasons of football. Last last year was one of them. I think he was fourth in the BNF, but probably would have finished second if he hadn't have missed a couple of games. Uh, he's a very good player. If there was a space somewhere else, where could you hypothetically see? Like, it would, you wouldn't imagine that he would be leaving the pies. But if someone was throwing enough money his way, where could he actually go into the fold and then play his best football? Oh, St Kilda. Heaps of clubs that would be interested in a player like the Goey. It's St yeah. Kilda. I'd be stunned if St Kilda hasn't already started those conversations. This is a footy club, and we talked about this, Joe. He's very, very vanilla midfield, very the sameness. And that midfield, Brad Hill probably hasn't had that impact. As exactly what you said, Joey. The, uh, Jordan Dugowie has those game breaking. The Hawks need a match winner if they if they if they fast track their rebuild. St Kilda. Uh, who else? The teams just outside the the top. GWS could use a player like Jordan Dugowie. You're just wondering whether he's turned around his stuff off the field. Yeah. And how inside a footy club? How do you know that's happened? Well. You- <laughs> You, you know, you never really, but you've got an idea of what the player, if they are genuinely remorseful and they genuinely do realise that they need to, to change their ways, um, but, you would but, like to think for him, yes, this is the final wake-up call. For him, it's off the field, isn't yeah, it? Of we know it what he does That's on the right. field, yeah. but the people around him, I think, are pretty confident that he's uh, committed. He's, he's, he didn't play last night because he's got a bit of a um, uh, hip, uh, rib, 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 excuse me, got a bit of a rib issue, so he wasn't there. Jeremy Howe, we've already talked about, but he is crucial to Craig McRae because if Colin were going to win games this year, Scotty Penderbury moved back on a back flank. Jordan Ngoi has got to be so prominent, so busy in that midfield. I, I think he'll have a huge year, Jordan Ngoi. Watch this space. I think he's, he's he'll have a huge season. What about St Kilda? How are they going to go this year? How's their rebuild? Still going. <laughs> Still going, Sarah Marie. Don't like, look at you. Don't start this Richmond smugness. We've won some flags. Looking down at all these other clubs like the Saints. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Too early to start I, that. I did see Joey wearing his St Kilda hat uh, this week, to be honest, and he sort of avoided all the St Kilda merchandise. The look at me, I'm a former St Kilda player. He sort of hasn't gone down that path, but when I saw him in his St Kilda hat this week going down Clarendon Street, you thought, that was, so, you thought that was so funny that I was wearing my St Kilda hat. I think there's a point, Samory, when you're retired, there's a point after a while where it doesn't matter if you wear a bit of your old gear because you're that far removed, you're just an old has-been, and that's where I see myself. I've been finished for five years, so my Saints hat, I had a bad hair day, and I just put my Saints hat on. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see you rock down your St Kilda jumper next week. <laughs> as the colder weather starts coming in, it's all right. I've, I've got a bit of Richmond merch up my sleeve yeah. as well. 287 games. <laughs> Two-time All-Australian, <laughs> Lee Montagna. <laughs> now, there's a bit of a return serve that I've got to bring you boys across. Uh, Triple M's Rush Hour. You brought something to the table. Has lined you boys up. Oh, oh you are not going to be happy. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. I bought a uh, box of half chop coated tiny teddies. Wow. Didn't I absolutely destroy half a box of those in absolute uh, quick time? <laughs> Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark, Sarah Marie. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. It's Joey J and Sarah Marie for Dead Set Legends in 2022. And we've already had a, a boss text a on through, the wonderful Ewan. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Head of Philly. Well, because you were saying that you were having a bad hair day and that's why you were wearing the St Kilda cap a little bit earlier. <laughs> yes. He said he's, you've had the same hair for 20 years. Who's that, Jolzy? Yeah, give us a good call. Like, it's a good call. But sometimes it does get a lot longer when I haven't had a cut. So I just had my Saints hat on for a haircut. Yeah. And if you sort of remember Joey's hair, it's sort of like black steel wool. And it's sort of like in a cyclone, it wouldn't move. 
I'm not going bald anytime soon, and no. you're a little bit jealous. <laughs> you're very hissute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, before the show even kicked off, I mean, this is show one of the year, and you boys were lined up by Triple M's Rush Hour. I'll just play a little snippet. We had Joey in during the week, and he was, was this week or that was last week? No, this no, week. That was this week. week. And he was <laughs> very it's good. Been a long week, Ramsey. Three days ago. About three days ago. He's up and about, and he's lost weight. Mm. Um, yeah. Jay Clark hasn't. Oh. <laughs> Give me a spell, Bill. Is that coming from the chicken schnitzel king in Bill Brownless? The man who goes into the jungle, loses 17 kilos, comes out, puts it back on in two weeks. Give me a spell. Uh, At least I can fit into my T-shirts, Bill. <laughs> you both look great to me, okay? Oh, oh, thank you. And so you much. haven't come in dusty for show one, which I very much appreciate. So thank you very much. We've got a couple of weeks, but I'm ready to hear these predictions. I'm going to note them down, our producer, George's as well, because I would love to loop back around to these when uh, we are around finals time. Well, we always talk about, uh, Joey, who the teams on the rise and the premiership threats, but if we just flip the script for a second, tell me who you've got the slows on, because I am concerned about Geelong a little bit, and I know I'm not exactly Albert Einstein here saying Geelong going to fall off a cliff at some point. They've been top four locks for a decade. I'm not sure this is the year um, that, that, they'll, that they'll make it. Um, you know, as a top four team, who do you? Who are you worried about? Are we going to touch on yours about Geelong? Like, the Cats. You, can't, you think I got that wrong? Well, yes, I do because I mean, you know what? If you're like some other people that keep saying they're going to fall off a cliff, they're yep. going to eventually you're going to be right. Correct. But people have been saying that for three years, <laughs> and I can't tell me why this yep. year you think the year that they will fall off a cliff. Why? Well, because last let me go. Last season, yeah. Dangerfield only played about fifteen games. Yeah, banged up. Uh, Tom Stewart, their best player, yep. missed the last six weeks when they fell apart. Mitch Duncan didn't play a full season. Jeremy Cameron. Cameron wasn't fully fit. Yeah. Yep. They had so many injuries. I think they've still got upside with Radigalea and Parfit and Narkel. I like Stengel. Uh, their back line, um, you know, um, Jack Henry coming along. I still think this team is right at the peak of their powers. I can only see Joel Selwood as maybe the only one who's slowing down. Yep. And I think he might push out to a bit of a wing, Half allow forward. some other youngsters to play a bit more. Oh, I think Geelong, home games... Such a professional side. I can see them being a contender to win the flag. Do you know the biggest question mark for me, and, and this is probably nothing new either, but how are they going to play? Because when they try, we heard this week that they're going to try and play the ball quicker, right? Mm-hmm. They tried to play the ball quicker last year. That's when they got exposed, right? They tried to play quicker against um, uh, uh, Melbourne and got found out. Like Chris Scott says he, he, they want to keep the ball because that is how they play best. So if they're all of a sudden going to play quicker and be a bit more hectic in certain situations and 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 play more freely, what if that doesn't suit the list you've got? No, and what 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 style are you expecting? Because if they're one wood is possession, Tom Stewart keeping the ball off the opposition. Like if that's your best strength, then but it's not their best strength is the contest. They are one, they've been one of the best contest teams for for five years. So they don't need to play faster and play reckless to move the ball forward more. This is a bit of the misconception. They're a team that chip it around. We know that. All they've got to do is kick it longer. Kick longer and go to contest. Embrace contest. Embrace not being perfect. Mm -hmm. And that is a slight adjustment that's easy to do. Take the risk. No, it's not a risk. It's just kicking long to a contest rather than trying to find an uncontested mark. And they are such a good contest team. They've been one of the best for years. I think, I think, watch, I think everyone will uh, be surprised by Geelong. They'll be a premiership contender and they'll be up the top once again. Keys in the rehab room in the medical. That's right. They've got to stay out there. Jez Cameron did his hamstring, what was it, three times last year. He didn't do a preseason. They've got to get that right. Your your news about Mitch Duncan makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, that's the issue. These players have got to stay on the park. Yep. Well, who do you. um, I've got the slows. I've got the slight slows on the Western Bulldogs. 
Because you've got them as the premiership favourites. Yeah, okay. I, I think I, I think they win the flag. I'm not year. convinced about the Bulldogs. I've got four or five teams ahead of them to win the flag. What, what box don't the Bulldogs tick? I'll tell you what the tick they don't tick. You know, uh, the after round ten last year, mm. the last twelve games they went six and six. They were an average team. They were ninth on the ladder if you started the ladder from round eleven through to the end of the season. Mm. So. It wasn't like they were a dominant team. The first 10 weeks of the year, yes. And when they play well, the Western Bulldogs, they look like they're unbeatable. But for me, they're a bit streaky. They play well for a period of time, then they drop away. Then they play well again. If they'd have lost the semifinal to Brisbane, so they won that game by a point, mm. right, the semifinal, expected scores. So if accuracy had have gone to average, they would have lost yep. by 15 points. So they won that game. If it was played seven out of 10 got times. Lucky. They got lucky. If they lose that, they lose three of their last four games and they don't make a preliminary final. Would you still be saying the same thing about the Western Bulldogs? I saw them in the preliminary final. So you're basing it off a dominant preliminary final game against Port Adelaide who didn't rock up. Their best footy was was not played in that second half of the season. I get that. But I think they have the second best midfield in the competition. They had Tim O'Brien to help beef up their contacts, uh, contacts dogs. Hopefully they can sort something out with Tim English and work out where his best position is. And you look at the Arsenal forward, uh, Jamar Hagen potentially playing uh, a bit, bit more. <laughs> hang on a minute. A bit more of a role right. in that forward half. If yep. he can build that fitness. So he was kicking with Marcus Bontempelli over summer at a secret location. So he was doing some of the hard work. I think with that midfield, they can dominate games. And you saw in that preliminary final when the plan it's aligned. They absolutely knocked over uh, Port Adelaide in their first quarter. I think under Luke Beveridge, who has been so secretive with his training this year, he hasn't let in any media, I think, for anything more than 15 minutes. We couldn't get in to watch their scratch match the other day, Joey. It's under lock and key, so they're in full premiership mode, the Bulldogs, and I can't believe you've just discounted them. Never finished top four, the Western Bulldogs, in a home and away season. They are a team, I agree with you, when they play well, they look like unbeatable, and they go through periods. They did it in 2016. It was only the final four weeks of the year where they played unbeatable football and won a flag. They are streaky. They'll look so like... So what's, what's the problem then? Is it talent? Just consistency. I just think they have issues with consistency. I think maybe to do with their style. For whatever it is, it reason, mm. their consistency is an issue. When mm. they play their best, they look great. They don't do it consistently. And I just... I'm All I'm saying, they're a great side and they could win it. They could prove me wrong. But I, at the moment, have more faith yep. in four or five other teams that do it more consistently than the Western Bulldogs. I love that both of you have just contradicted each other's total <laughs> argument for two key teams there. Mm. I really want to come back, though, to the secrecy that is just surrounding Western yep. Bulldogs right now yes. because you're talking about them having, you know, a bit of a kick around at a secret location. Mm. You can't even get your contacts yeah. in 15 minutes with the club. Like, what's going you on here? You a bit frustrated, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, a big secret. What have they I got? A big special in. plan, do they, the dogs? <laughs> and you want to know what it is. That's my point. Like, honestly, would Luke Beveridge worry if I rocked up If I rocked up at Whit Noble? Oh, Joey, guess what? Bulldogs are trying to play a bit quicker. Like, what, what am I, what am I going to work yeah. out or what am I going to see? Anyway, so he's uh, very serious at times, Luke Beveridge, and we absolutely love him, but it's been a fortress out there at uh, Footscray, Whit Noble. But Jamari has been uh, shadowing Marcus Bontempelli, and he will be a, a fitter, sharper unit. This year, Joey. Right, look forward to it. Mm. Okay, well, uh, note all those ones down. I've been trying to keep it. It's basically the opposite of what each other's thinking, I right. think, is what's happened there. That's the beauty, Sarah Marie. We're, we're, at the moment, we've all got opinions and none of us are right or wrong. So we're okay at the moment. Mm. <laughs> well, there's something else that Jay-Z in particular is getting excited for. Uh, there is a big race day ahead, which is perfect. Melbourne is turning it on. We've got a sunny top of 24. So to chat more about it, we're joined by Chief Racing Rider from Herald Sun, Gilbert Gardner. And I know that... 
that this is going to be such a huge day that you're going, Jay-Z. Can't wait. And you know what, Sarah Marie? It's not going to be a low-key day. Uh, to be honest, I feel like we've got a big one in us, uh, Gil, but I need you to fill us up uh, on the tips before I head down uh, to Flemington because it is a massive day and it almost feels like racing is back today because we got the, a massive shootout, Nature Strip versus uh, Eduardo, Mask Crusaders, uh, Home Affairs, the, the, uh, the young horse uh, on the rise. This is uh, a big day at Flemington, isn't it? Uh, g'day, Jay. It is, oh, absolutely. This is the 100-metre final, Super Bowl, AFL Grand Final, all wrapped into one event. Uh, I just can't wait for this race. You know what the biggest problem is, Jay-Z, is that this race will be over in about 55.8 seconds, and then it'll be all over, and we'll just see, we'll celebrate the winners. So who do you think will win? Give us a, a, your take on this race, because Nature Strip is the heavyweight champ of the world, let's be honest, in the horse racing stakes in Australia. He's got some good competition. Eduardo and him go toe-to-toe very often. Then you've got the young up-and-comer home affairs. How do you see it panning out? Oh, look, history says that, uh, that I like a bit of value in races, but I also like the spectacle, and I, and I just want to see the champ prevail today at Flemington. I, I think it's a, it's a nice just reward. He won the race last year. Jamie Carr just let him roll and, and he hugged the rail and away he went and won the race. I think there'll be probably a similar... He'll probably be on the, other, on the outside rail this time, but I, I think it'll be a similar sort of affair. And I'd just like to see him win. I think Eduardo will be, uh, will be a massive threat. He's, he's going to be like Cameron Ling, just absolutely stick on, <laughs> on Nature Strip's shoulders. He will not let him get out of his sight. And then uh, it'll be... Oh, the last 50 is going to be incredible. And look, I tell you what, if they go a bit too hard... If they go a bit too hard... This is my Mark horse, Crusader. This is my horse, Gilbert, Mask Crusader. Yes, yes. So he'll be smoking the pipe out the back. He'll be waiting and just, and just hoping that they go like, like crazy in front. And if they do, well, he'll be the one launching late. What else you got for us uh, today, Gilbert? I know you got uh, a massive amount of um, you know, tips. You've had some good days recently. What, uh, what is in your notepad we need today? To, we need to let him know, Jay-Z. Yes. He's, he's got a little shoes. bit of pressure. He's got some big shoes. Emma oh, was a star. Emma was. was nailing us winners left, yes. right and centre, Gilbert. So yeah. we need to get some <laughs> cash in the pocket, mate. You need to steer us in the right direction. Yeah, and I actually got a text message from a mate last night saying we definitely need some help this year, given that Emma's not here and you're not up to scratch, Joey. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Don't get my tips. Yeah, well, look, full disclosure, I mean, Emma's a multiple group one winning pedigree. I mean, if she went through a, <laughs> if she went through a sales ring, there wouldn't be enough money to buy, whereas you've, re- you've replaced it with a benchmark 78. But we'll, we'll have a bit of a crack here. We're going to go into uh, race eight. Now, this is a bit of a, a personal favourite of mine, Cherry Tortoni, Patrick mm-hmm. Payne. It's another one of these horses, Joey, that you might like. They, they go to the back and then they savage the line late. And I just think that maybe Cherry could be the one today at a bit of value, $8.00. His first up, I would probably, look, hand on heart, I'd prefer him to go maybe an extra 100 or 200 metres. I think first up, he might just find that 1,400 a bit short, but uh, he's going to be my, my value tip today. What about uh, any others at Flemington? Well, another one earlier in the day, so we filled up late. I'm just <laughs> going to go back to the two-year-old race, race four. Uh, this is more of a naming tip, but I have done a little bit of form. The money hasn't come for it. Just yet, but uh, I don't know about you, Joey, but uh, Lonro was my favourite uh, horse back in the day as, as growing up. He, he introduced me to racing. So whenever I see a Lonro, I'm always pretty impressed. There's a Godolphin colt called Ricomolo, and uh, I think he might be a little sneaky chance. He, uh, he ran second in Sydney last start. He's come down, and uh, he could be a really good chance here today. Right, out, race four, number four, Ricomolo. And what about your best anywhere else in the country? Is there anything you like maybe in Sydney or interstate? Oh, look, I like, there's one in Sydney. I've just got to find the race here. It's too much to bear. Um, race seven. Sydney. Race seven, that's right. The Parramatta Cup. 
I just uh, look. I think he's consistent. He's a lightweight chance. I think it's a it's a wide open race. There's a little bit of money for him. About four dollars eighty at the moment. Chris Waller, uh, Karen McAvoy. You can't can't go wrong there. Barrier one. It'll have a pretty good run. Of course, Gilbert did. He's still riding off this uh, two team. I think in the 2020 Melbourne Cup, he did tip the trifecta twilight payment Tiger Moth uh, Prince of Aaron. He hasn't let us not forget that, Joe. He what, in order, that. he tipped he, the trifecta. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he's, wow. he's he was uh, very happy with his work. So if you could get to work already on this year's Melbourne Cup, Gilbert, repeat something similar. That'd be nice for us. Uh, we'll try. It was two years ago, so we got some uh, got some work to do. Hey, Gilbert, if you don't get any winners for us, you'll get the feedback anyway. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> no worries. We'll be right. Chief Racing Rider from Herald Sun, Gilbert Gardner. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. No worries. Take it easy, guys. The Dead Set Legends. Triple M. Joey Montagna. Jay-Z Clark. Sarah Marie. Give me a spell. Yeah. I think, oh, there's a million things I'd rather do than sort out my sock drawer. <laughs> Cut the uh, lawn with a pair of scissors, maybe. <laughs> this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. We want to chat about a story that came out a couple of weeks ago. Joey and Jay, I'd love to get your thoughts about this. In regards to Simon Goodwin going out to the pub with players. Yeah, it was certainly a big story and caused a huge stir um, at the time. For me, it wasn't necessarily about um, Goody's relationships with the players. For me, Joey, what was really interesting is basically the ex-president, Glenn Bartlett, um, was sort of so concerned that he he raised the idea of tiptoeing. Uh, coach Simon Goodman on the eve of the season. Now, this didn't get out at the time, but what a massive story um, uh, that would have been. And it does make you think, well, what is the ideal sort of model or standard? Because you think at, uh, at Geelong, um, the coach Chris Scott prefers distance. He, he He's very standoffish with a lot of his players, particularly the young ones, where Goody, he's famously close with them. And, and they go on and win to the, the premiership. And you you played under um, of Ross Lyon, obviously, who you get on famously with. Scott Waters might have been a different experience. What do you think is the the optimum sort of model there? Now, look, my take is that there's no right or wrong way for a coach to be with his playing group. You can you can be as, as social and as close as Simon Goodwin is. I mean, think about it. Justin Langer was apparently too intense for his playing group. Simon Goodwin too close to the playing group. So for me, there's no right or wrong way on how you should act as a coach. It's whatever gets the best for the playing group, whatever works. So I get a little bit that you got to remember this was at the end of 2020 after Melbourne had had a really disappointing year coming off a prelim. So I can understand maybe a bit of the angst amongst the president and a few board members that this was happening because they weren't getting the results. Hindsight now looks back and says, well, the way Simon Goodwin is with his players mm. has worked for them because they went on to have one of the most dominant years and win a flag. So, look, there isn't a right or wrong way to go about it. I don't think it's an issue that if, if a coach wants to have beers with his players, whatever works, whatever gets the best out of the play. Did you group. do that? Did you go have a beer with Ross Lyon? We had, we would have had some some social, whether it was going out for dinner with a few, as we were a bit older with Ross Lyon, so yep. a few of the, the senior players. But even going back to my early days, Grant Thomas, he famously used to get the whole playing group over to his house mm. and he would put on a, a barbecue. He would cook 40 steaks for the whole playing group, um, beers in the backyard. We'd have some reds. Like He was really open with getting the playing group around and doing those sorts of things. And um, and even even Richo tried it one time. How, Alan how'd that go? Well, that didn't Big quite, party? That didn't quite work as Did well. Did anyone rock up? <laughs> well, Richo tried to organise ceremony. I don't know if you know this story. He tried to organise to get the, uh, the playing group on a, a weekend off. We played on a Friday night out to his house, out in like Warrandyte. It was, it's a fair hike. And he thought on a Saturday night we could have a few beers and a pizza sitting around the, the campfire at Richo's place. But 
most of our young boys preferred to go down Chapel Street or go down Fitzroy Street on their weekend off. So it didn't quite work out. How many players were there, Joey? It might have only been a handful, but Richo <laughs> tried. But you can have a, a beer and, and socialise with your coach as yep. long as there's that level of respect and, yep. and you get the best out of the playing group. So a bit of a beat up for me. Simon Goodwin has proven to be a wonderful coach and the playing group love him. This is the weird thing that I thought about because it's it's come about after they've won the premiership. Why is the story coming up now? Why are they doing this preseason? Yeah, I think it. I think the detail in it. I thought it was great reporting uh, by Mick Warner of the Herald Sun because he's got documents uh, from the president questioning how much confidence he has in the coach two weeks out, three weeks out from starting this premiership campaign. So the detail in it uh, was fascinating. Of course, um, there was also a falling out um, with their head doctor um, who left, but um, you know there, there were some sort of broader issues uh, there as well. So I thought it was fantastic reporting. For me, it's a credit to the footy club because – Bartlett, as the president left, um, the the doctor left. They had an incredible year with injuries and their fitness. They all seem on the same page. So for me, a lot of the reporting vindicated a lot of the decisions Melbourne and it made. And it was a great story because of the whole sliding doors moments. Mm, and, yes, and they exist exactly. all the time yeah. in sport and in life, decisions that can change the course yeah. of history. Yeah. And if they had have, you know, been going down the path that they maybe thought about and wanted to, and yeah. apparently Gil was even you know okay with it, if they did move on Goodwin, you, it would be fair to say Melbourne would not have won mm-hmm. the premiership last year and broken the drought. But yep. they stuck to their guns. Uh, they gave the feedback to Simon Goodwin. He took it on board and look at it now. So oh, I thought it was a great report. It was a great story yep. in the whole regards of the sliding doors moment and credit to the footy club. And I think the, the postscript to it is that Simon Goodwin has gone an ink an extension, um, a big money extension at Melbourne. Oy. I think it'll be three years. Um, that's what I'm hearing, a three-year contract extension uh, for Simon Goodwin. It'll be announced uh, on the eve of the season or pretty close to round one to add some security. I think as the premiership coach, mm. the coach of the year last year, um, he deserved that. So expect that. Very good uh, news at Melbourne to come shortly, Sarah Marie. Well, you wouldn't imagine that they're going to change anything now. They see to be on to something good. It worked well last year. And he's yep. hoping. I mean, look, I'm a Tigers supporter, yep. but, you know, there's nothing worse than watching a team break their drought and not being able to do it in front of their home crowd. Yes. I'm ready to hear the G absolutely roar when those boys run back out again. And I'm keen to see what good he does with them this year. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. The question for me with Melbourne, we might talk about this next week, Joey, is does Melbourne have the hunger? They clearly have the talent. Have they got the hunger to, to climb the mountain again? That's the big question for me because they're uber, uber talented. Uh, it'll be certainly be interesting. Wednesday night, first round, massive season over against the Western Bulldogs. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. I'll kick things off, uh, Sarah Marie. Joe, do you want to go Wait, first? We're going to explain to Sarah Marie. How it works? Yeah. Give me a spell. How does it work? Well, basically, you've got to get something off your chest, something that's been bothering you, something that annoys you, frustrates you, that you want to get off your chest. This is the perfect opportunity mm. to do it. So Jay-Z generally, and you'll get a feel for this, <laughs> the angry food <laughs> and price of food is one big thing that always seems to bother him. Okay. So you'll get a feel for it. We'll just go with a little one today, mm-hmm. and then next week you've got to come and hit the table right with a big Big bang. All right. Something that really bothers you. Well, it's funny you mentioned the price of stuff. Oh, you're not straight <laughs> up, are you? Joey, it's I a bit of a... go here when you're struggling for one. It's a bit of a sweet spot uh, for mine. I get stopped in the street. They, people ask me about the prices <laughs> of vegetables, etc. and just, you know, keep keeping an eye on things. And I tell you what, I had to fork out $4 for a single broccoli uh, at Woolies the other day. It was $7.90 a kilo. Uh, the broccoli price, it's extortion. I'm not, I'm not happy with it because I do eat a lot of... It's probably one of my favourite vegetables. Don't look at me like that. 
that so, Sam Marie. Where, but I've never looked at the price. Yeah, well, I'm th- like you, Sam Marie. I don't look at the price <laughs> well, of things. If I need it, I yes, eat it. That's, yes. <laughs> well, this is where <laughs> I've done the hard work yeah. for you. Give the broccoli, uh, um, uh, steer clear of it for the next little bit because there's been some adverse weather. I've done my research. Oh. It's affected. <laughs> it's affected the broccoli crops lately. So you got to move on to your zucchinis and your peas and your carrots uh, just at the moment because there's a broccoli shortage and you pay through the nose as I did the other day. Do you so want me to bring you some frozen bags of broccoli? <laughs> so to give me a spell. <laughs> give me a spell. So, so you were giving me a spell for Scott Morrison for not knowing the price of bread? <laughs> uh, I guess I did raise my eyebrow at that. Was I the only one that thought about it? When I heard, I'm like, but there's like 20 different types of bread. It so depends, what, yeah. It depends. Like, are you a sourdough man? Are you like the, the fancy one from the bakery? Are you just you like a, It's like $4.50. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that was a harsh question to know the price of bread. And there's like, <laughs> you can buy $10 bread or you can buy $2 bread depending on what you go for. Anyway. Uh, uh, might give me a spell, yes. Jay-Z. Uh, this is this is a bugbear of mine. And mm. you, you're sort of a culprit, but not really. <laughs> I don't blame I don't blame the journalists who are reporting oh, on the yeah. preseason on the intra-club games, yes. right? But give me a spell to any fan who is getting sucked in by <laughs> intra-club form, which players are flying in the intra-clubs. Seriously. Uh. I've seen so many players in my time play well in intra-clubs, and yes. then when they play against real opposition, they don't go near the footy. So don't get sucked into reading about right. all these blokes name names. that are playing well. Name names. Should have seen some of the names that played well for Collingwood in their pracky match last night. I was like, give me a spell. Wait till they play against real opposition before you start to get excited about some of the young players on your list. You would think the Kangaroos are going to win the flag the way they've been reported at the moment. You'd think Jason Horn francis is going to be better than Wayne Carey. Did you see the mark? It was a good mark, but just hold fire okay. until they play against some opposition. Give Fair me a spell. Do you feel better? I do feel better. Mm. Some people, I've got really some mates quickly. that are already already thinking like their team's going <laughs> to play finals because of the what they've been reading and seeing on social media. It's great they're all being streamed and yes. reporting on it, but they're intra clubs. Oh, take a breath, everyone. It's really pop the balloon on a CJ. <laughs> dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Mate, you are a legend. Thank you, whoever that man was. Um, well, I'm not popping the balloon on. Mm. Our first dead set legend of the year, Who? Jay-Z, Sam Marie. It's got to be our boy, Josh Giddy. Oh. He has taken over Ben Simmons. He's probably even, well, not quite gone past Paddy Mills yet mm. as one of our favourites over in the States. But Josh Giddy, what he is doing for a rookie in the NBA is unbelievable. It was his third straight triple-double the other night. Only Oscar Robertson, the all-time great Oscar Robertson, has yep. done that in a rookie season. It's the first teenager ever in the NBA history to do it. What Josh Giddy is doing over there in the NBA needs to be recognised. It's been awesome. So they're yep. going to the All-Star Vision. break. He's one of the best players, one of the, certainly one of the best young players in the competition. But he wins our, don't worry about the rising star of the, and over rookie there, the, the rookie of the year in the NBA. He wins our rising star, our dead set legend of the week, first week, Josh Giddy. And we might even try and get his old man on the show in the next couple of weeks. Warwick. Chat about uh, Warwick Giddy, the famous Warwick Giddy that played mm. for the Melbourne Tigers. Something for GP to get to over the next coming weeks. There you go, weeks. GP. Guys, it has been an absolute pleasure to join you for the first show. Oh, it's been fun, Sarah Marie. We've loved having you on board because you've already saved me about four times this morning, to be <laughs> honest. So I thank you and uh, thank you for putting up with both of us. Hey, look at you. Get out of here. Go to the races. Yeah. Look how excited Can't you wait, are. Joey. You're already putting your shirt on right in front of us. Come on, Jay-Z. He's, He's got his dancing shoes. He's ready for a, a big day. <laughs> if you see me in Mooney Ponds tonight at about <laughs> 9 o'clock, oh, can you just call a cab for me, please? So lucky on the way home. I'm keen to hear the stories next weekend. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey, Jay and Sarah Marie back next Saturday morning from 10 right here on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M.
Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, well done, Joey. Hard work's being rewarded. Just some of my best work. Joey, Jay-Z and Sarah Marie will be back next week. Make sure you do a little bit of training. Keep yourself in good shape. Don't come back too fat. That was always <laughs> my little one. You're Dead Set Legends. <laughs>